You're listening to the Collegeology Podcast, where college meets science. Uh, is this going to be on the exam? What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Collegeology Podcast. I'm your host, Bondi Johnson, and today we're going to talk about superfoods. Now, a few quick things before we get into the show. A new episode of Collegeology will be produced every Monday evening. Be sure to add the podcast to your favorite RSSS feed like iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever you like to listen to your podcasts on. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at The Collegeology Podcast for more information on topics, as well as participate in contests and even be part of the show. All links, including links to the studies discussed, are in the show notes. Now, let's get into it. Have you had your avocado toast today? What about your kale smoothie? Your acai bowl? No? Good. The term superfood is tossed around pretty often nowadays. So today, joining me to discuss what exactly a superfood is, and if they really are super, is Elizabeth Foley. Elizabeth attended the University of Miami and graduated with a bachelor's in exercise physiology in three years. She continued on and received her master's in exercise physiology and nutrition for health and human performance in one year. She partook in research at the University of Miami on diseased and athletic populations, but shortly after decided to switch to nutrition and food science and began completing her doctoral degree at Florida State University under Dr. Bahram Arjamandi. Her interests are abundant, but mainly focus on the microbiome along with the prevention of chronic diseases, aging well, and conducting research for the military. Elizabeth, hello, and thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Of course. So are you just like the quickest learner in the world? You undergrad in three years, grad school in one year. Are you getting your PhD tomorrow? <laughs> Not tomorrow, unfortunately. Hopefully in a year or a year and a half. Um, not so much a quick learner as just really ready to fail. And okay, uh, yeah. if I don't fail, that's then that's awesome. There you <laughs> and when I do fail, I just fail better <laughs> next time. So that's that's how I did uh, undergrad and my master's in four years total was just basically going for it and deciding that I was nothing was going to stop me. Oh, there you go. Okay. No secret. No tricks. No. Just uh, not afraid to just fail. Just determination. And um, I got to say, I'm going to give you, this is your opportunity to sell the microbiome to people because when you say that word, people fall asleep immediately. That's so true. They're sleeping. So, but you research it and you're interested in researching it. So I'm going to give you 15 seconds. All right. You have 15 seconds. You need to sell the microbiome. This is your chance. Okay. To uh -huh. change people's thoughts. Ready? Okay. Hey, go. The microbiome is the most important part of your body. All it is is the bacteria living inside of you, but that bacteria is what runs the rest of your functions. So if you don't take care of that bacteria, it won't take care of you. Is it, are you good? Yeah, That's 12 good. seconds. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thinking on my feet. Okay, fair enough. No, I like it. It's very true. I mean, I'm interested in it too, but... But you don't want to look a at little, poop for a I living? I don't know. I don't, I don't want to research it for a living. <laughs> because in case anybody's wondering, that is how you study the microbiome. You have people poop into a vial, and then you nice. freeze the vial, and then you, you know, do, do some fancy genetic testing on the, on the vial. And then so, you get fancy with it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, today is a rant, right? You and I have ranted multiple times, mm -hmm. but... Now we just get to do it with microphones in front of us. So yes, and everybody has same to listen. Same old, and everybody has to listen. <laughs> um, so, and obviously, I want to keep this um, driven towards and focused on college students and the mm -hmm. things that they do. And this is going to feel good to rant about these okay. things today. Can I just say one thing that yeah, I just realized? Yeah. 
um, because we're focusing on college students and college students drink excessively. Mm-hmm. Everybody listening to this needs to be taking a multivitamin because alcohol inhibits your ability. Oh, I will have I to... have an uh, organic chemistry professor talking about alcohol. Oh, awesome. Yes, okay. Don't worry. We're, we're going to cover that. Big Take time. a multivitamin now, though. Right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So I want to start with sugar. Why sugar. sugar? Because who here has not had an acai bowl? If you go to college, mm-hmm. you have had an acai bowl. And chances are you have one mm-hmm. very often. Or if you do Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you have an acai bowl. There, okay, there you yeah. go. If you do, if you guys can't tell, Elizabeth does Brazilian <laughs> jiu-jitsu. Um, but I went ahead, I hopped on Google, okay, uh-huh. and I looked up the nutrition facts for acai bowls. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they stemmed from people actually using acai berries. Yeah. But what you'll find today with all of the acai bowl places around town, which we have like three now in Tallahassee mm-hmm. alone, the sugar content is ridiculous, okay? And I know people are like, well, yeah, but if you add all the stuff, it's bad for you. I'm like, okay, well, also, <laughs> if you just have the acai bowl, you're getting 70 to 90 grams of sugar, which is a lot of yeah. sugar. And for anybody who doesn't know, an acai bowl, basically what you do is you have these acai berries, but nobody just has acai berries lying around. So you go and you get a prepackaged acai mm-hmm. berry mix, which usually has what, like 30 grams of sugar yep. in the two packets yep. that you're supposed to use. And then you're supposed to add honey. And then you're supposed to add a ripe banana, which also has a lot of sugar in it. Super. And then you're supposed to add Whatever else you want in there. So berries, strawberries, you know, mango. It doesn't really matter. You can add whatever you want after that. But once once you're done, it's like 80 grams of sugar. You like got you some said. sugar to you're eat. You're eating a cake. And yeah, like I was just telling you before, they always like to give that analogy of, you know, a bag of potato chips and a multivitamin isn't the same as fruits and vegetables, which is like mm-hmm. what they like to say. Well, if you have something that has this acai powder or concentrate in it, just because you're having something that has acai in fruit, mm-hmm. if you pair it with all the sugar, like I said, it's like having a soda with your fruit. You know, it's yeah. it's not the same thing. Not at all. And, um, you know, you can eat an acai bowl and be completely healthy. I'm not saying don't eat acai bowls, but I'm just saying don't look at it as I was healthy today. I had an acai bowl because that is going to create a very unhealthy relationship with food. <laughs> Definitely. And, I mean, you're going to end up, with a sugar addiction. And most of this country has a sugar addiction. I have a sugar addiction. I know uh, what I've, when I've overdone it, I know immediately I went to Europe recently and I was eating as many carbs as I want. I was eating pasta. I was drinking. I was having dessert with like breakfast, you know, everything. Yeah, absolutely. It's bikini season. Yeah. And it was (laughs) seven days of that. (laughs) And luckily we were walking like nine or 13 miles a day, depending on the day, or otherwise I would have come back like a thousand pounds. I would have had to buy the seat next to me. Um, (laughs) but I mean, when I came back, I immediately, I have another wedding to go to and I'm like, I've got to get skinny again. So I stopped having all the carbs. I stopped having all the sugar. I swear I was like shaky. (laughs) I'm like, where's my sugar, man? (laughs) Like I need my fix. Yeah. Deprived of that. I mean, no, seriously, it does happen. Um, (laughs) and you know, a lot of the time those people that have, you know, they'll have hypoglycemia and things like that it's because you are constantly ingesting so much sugar. And, and most people don't know that these things have so much sugar. You know, they look at it as healthy and, mm-hmm. and that's why they yeah. eat them and, and the fruit and everything. Yeah. I mean, the, the product branding in this country, uh, I think it needs to change. It does need to Because change. they market really unhealthy foods as being good for you. And most people 
don't study what we study. So they don't know, hey, you need to you need to turn it over. You need to look at the ingredients. Mm-hmm. You need to see how much sugar is in it. You mm-hmm. need to look at the fiber content because right. fiber slows down slows sugar down, yeah. absorption. And so you don't have that insulin spike, which is why you're concerned about the sugar in the first place. Right. Um, and most people just don't know to do that. Right. So they're looking at something and they'll go, I say, well, that's healthy. Okay. Yeah. Tons and, of fruit. Yeah. And they're having basically a cake. Oh, yeah. For lunch or whatever, or maybe even after their lunch, because it's not like it's super filling. Yeah. And I actually went ahead and I looked up, I think this was the one that I looked this up for. No, this is something else, but I will definitely, I'm going to bring that up in a second. Um, but yeah, so I mean, acai bowls have, they have the new, they have vitamins, they have mm-hmm. various nutrients. But yeah, again, they got polyphenols you got for all days, kinds, totally. And in that, that's actually something else that we're going to talk about today. But <laughs> um, we'll put acai bowls to rest. I want to talk about the smoothies that people will also, okay. you know, because it, it's very similar to it's an very acai similar, bowl. Similar, and I yeah. feel like people will will uh, you know wake up and they they have their smoothie, and mm-hmm. nobody's just blending vegetables. Like if you do that, I mean. Half I applaud you. you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's impressive. It's but nasty. Though. But nobody is. Nobody, does, nobody that. does that. Um. So you know, with all the things that they're adding, and again, I'm not saying don't have smoothies. Like this smoothie's mm-hmm. going to kill you. But be conscious of what you're putting into it, especially because yeah. I feel like the people who are really into their smoothies mm-hmm. will also have acai bowls. Yes. And when you're having all of those things in one day, yeah. what I found is to be important, at least for me, and what I tell other people. Because, you know, it's like being a doctor. When people find out you're studying nutrition, they ask you all of these random questions. And, of mm-hmm. course, they make this, so I shouldn't eat McDonald's joke. <laughs> like a doctor, you know, oh, I have this weird mole. Can you look at it? So yeah. when I tell people <laughs> things about smoothies and, and just uh, drinks and other things in general is not to add sweeteners. Yeah. Like whenever you can. Now, if you're yeah. going to if you're making cookies or you're making cupcakes, I'm not going to be like, you shouldn't add sugar. That's going to be nasty. It's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to do, do that. Don't do that to yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like nobody, nobody needs that. But when you're making a smoothie, you don't need to add sugar. You don't need to add brown, all natural sugar. You don't need to add anything. You don't need to add honey. <laughs> You don't need to because you have fruit in there. Very few people, like you said, are going to be having spinach, carrot, beet smoothie. <laughs> like, oh, like that just made me gag a little Beets. bit. Like that's yep, just nasty. Just like you can put that in your smoothie and right. and the fruit is going to cover that taste and that's mm-hmm. awesome. But nobody's really just having that. And so that fruit that you're putting in there is plenty when it comes to being sweet. Right. It's absolutely plenty, especially when you cut down on the rest of the sugar exactly. in your diet. Yeah. Once you cut down on the sugar, your body can taste the sweetness. Like right. for me, I know I can't have a soda anymore because it just makes me so feel like, sweet. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. It tastes like syrup. Right. Yeah. And it's funny that you just said honey because I wanted to talk about people using their all natural sweeteners. I mm-hmm. love that because well, pasteurized honey is not so all natural, is n- it? No, no, not yet. Yeah, that and uh, I recently learned, and I think it's fascinating that I just recently learned this. You know, we we put a, basically put a ban on high fructose corn syrup. Mm-hmm. And you look anywhere in the grocery store, everything is. No high fructose corn syrup. Yeah, people now, don't want it. People don't want it. There's two kinds of high fructose corn syrup. There's there's high fructose corn syrup 55 and 42. Mm-hmm. And those numbers just relate to the percent of fructose mm-hmm. in that specific right. thing. So, you know, you have your your high fructose corn syrup 55, which is the higher one, has 55% fructose. Now, sucrose, table sugar, is 50-50 fructose mm-hmm. and glucose. What's funny to me is honey is 63% fructose. 
Mm-hmm. And agave, which is the big sweetener, <laughs> oh, yeah. is up agave. to 90% fructose. So I'm like, yeah. if we don't, if, if we're banning high fructose corn syrup saying it's going to be the death of you, mm-hmm. I mean, like you just said, it's really, it's just the marketing. It's just, yeah. you know, the companies putting it out there saying this is a healthy alternative. But at least when it comes to honey... Um, I'm not saying that you should put honey all over everything. Right. And, and I'm like, not knocking. Yeah. I'm not saying yeah, no, definitely. these are going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, nobody should be looking at this like, like, oh, yeah, okay, I should never have honey or anything ever again. Right. Like, that's not what we're trying to do here. But when it comes to honey, at least when it's not pasteurized. Mm-hmm. I have an issue with pasteurized honey mm-hmm. because once you pasteurize things, you get rid of the natural compounds, right. and, which is partially what you want to do because you're trying to make sure that nobody's getting sick, like with mm-hmm. milk or something, right? Mm-hmm. But with honey, when you pasteurize it, you get rid of the antimicrobial aspects of it you get rid of the antiviral you get rid of all of the good stuff about it right. and it stops working the way it's supposed to and it's just sugar yes and it's literally just what was it 60 percent sugar yeah 63 yeah, fructose fructose yeah so once you do that i mean you really should never have pasteurized honey ever if you're gonna have raw honey that's one thing but if you have pasteurized honey just don't sweeten it right exactly. just don't do anything no it's like straight sugar yeah and if you have pasteurized honey there's a chance that you're not getting honey you're getting high fructose corn syrup because there's fraud right so right exactly yeah that and that's the scary thing and again yeah. it's just be conscious of it you know mm-hmm. you don't have to run from honey or run from agave but when we look at these products that we're literally saying this doesn't have this in it mm-hmm. but then we're going to turn and use something that is twice the amount of fructose yeah i'm like just no just yeah. no and don't look at it as like oh well i'm being healthy yeah i'm using agave and the reason this matters <laughs> of course is because fructose is more readily absorbed into the blood it's the fastest absorbing right so when you have something that's like 90 percent fructose i mean you have it you ingest it boom your body's already using it and you already have an insulin spike and that's why people freak out right when when you talk about fructose and um of course there's a lot of fructose in fruit mm-hmm but the it's difference there, by all it's accompanied by polyphenols and fiber, fiber and, and all these completely other... Completely different. Yeah, completely yeah. different issue than concentrated. Right. And with the fructose, they're shown to have some effect on visceral or, or fatty livers. Yes. Because of the way that's digested. Exactly. So, you know, again, you don't have to run from it, but just don't be yeah. pouring agave all over everything. Yeah. Honey. Thinking, <laughs> ha I'm so healthy. <laughs> I'm so healthy. Yeah. At least it's not sugar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I also, I love this because it really, it, I think this picked up the quickest. I started hearing about this and then seeing it. Of course, I will oftentimes see things from the research side because I love to read and see, you know, what's new. Mm-hmm. That's exactly why I'm studying when I'm studying. But chia seeds. Uh. And and I, I'm going to start this off by saying I don't have a problem with chia seeds. You know, chia seeds have... Tons of beneficial things in them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like, like you said, it's all how it's pushed on us. And it's almost like we look at chia seeds because of the way that they've been shown to us to be some sort of like preventative food item to where if you eat it, you know, it's it's making you how that food alone is helping you when really it's just a nutritious food. Mm-hmm. And it should be looked at as that. But, you know, everybody will do you know, these chia seed puddings, these overnight oats, they're smoothies with the chia seeds in mm-hmm. them and the flax seeds. And I, again, that's all fine. But I don't want people to look at that as like, a, that's how you're healthy. You're healthy because of your lifestyle. And I feel like yeah. these foods are taking over mm-hmm. and supplementing a healthy lifestyle because people yeah. are like, well, I'm doing this, which makes me healthy. 
I'm totally throwing so much shade at a friend of mine right now, Tatum. Because <laughs> he's a chia she seed. She uses chia seed uh, so much. So I'm sorry, yeah. Tatum. This was not meant to be anything uh, about you. But Well, in defense of Tatum. Okay, go. Cool. Um, yep. <laughs> I have read some stuff that says that, and, and I'm not particularly no, no, well-versed on chia seeds. You know, that's not no, what no, I'm no, doing no, my no. dissertation on or anything. <laughs> Um, but I've read that it's really good for hormonal stabilization women. Okay. Okay. So for, for, but I've also read that about pomegranate and about soy and about mm-hmm. other things. And mm-hmm. see, for the and other two, as... I know for a fact that I've, I've seen that to be true. Right. The chia oh. seeds, um, I have an anecdotal story about that. Mm-hmm. And it's that my sister-in-law's basic kind of mom, whatever, it's complicated. So her mom kind of, stepmom. Um, she used it a lot because she was having, she had hormonal migraines and she had issues when she would menstruate and all these other problems. When she used the chia seeds, uh, it kind of regulated her cycle in a way that it hadn't prior, which I found to, to be very interesting. So the fact that, um, it can, it can affect estrogen in your body or or progesterone or however that's working. Yeah. I, I thought that's, that's very intriguing, but, um, I personally don't eat very many chia seeds. I mean, they're high in fat. So if you're a person who is good fat, fat is not, by the way, fat is not bad. (laughs) Trust me. I got something on. Awesome. Yeah. So they're they're high in good fats. Um, And so I like that, especially since I'm a person who absolutely believes in, in eating fat. I don't think that it's bad for you. I don't think that anybody should ever shy away from it unless it's a trans fat. So if you're looking to add more fat into your diet and you're looking to maybe regulate your hormones, chia seeds could be a great way to do it. But I don't have a huge pile of literature behind it. It's not an end-all, be-all. You know, it's not a means to an end. Nothing ever is. And that's what I think the biggest problem with all of these these things, the acai bowls, the chia seeds, the smoothies, is that people look to them as their medicine and not, not just something to incorporate into your healthy lifestyle. Well, well, and I mean, let's take that even further, looking at it as your medicine. Okay, well, we have plenty of medicine out there, (laughs) don't we? There's so much medicine. We do. And yet, heart disease is the number one killer. Mm -hmm. So we have how many heart medicine medications out there? And people are still dropping dead? Might not really be working, right? (laughs) Right. We might need to change more than one aspect of what we do in our lifestyle in order to stay healthy. Right, exactly. No, it really is. And you mentioned a little bit earlier something about phytochemicals. Oh, yes. So we kind of just <laughs> hopped right over that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to talk about what a phytochemical is because they have been shown. And actually, I will bring up, I'm not going to bore people with a study, <laughs> but I found one where it looks at the efficacy of antioxidants. Mm-hmm. And basically what they found is... Uh, that it isn't just the antioxidants alone, because when they study just those, the results are kind of all over the place. So they feel that it's this synergistic effect uh-huh. between the antioxidants within fruits and vegetables and the phytochemicals, meaning yes. phytochemicals are essential mm-hmm. for the function of the antioxidants yes. to have the protective um, benefits. Yeah. So can you kind of just talk about what phytochemicals are? So phytochemicals or like polyphenols, um, phytoestrogens. Like they, they're going to make me a woman. <laughs> You're going to grow boobs. And so that's I'm how it works. You started on it's, it's all. Yeah. It's everything's going to fall off and you're going to be a woman. That's just how it goes. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, phytoestrogens in particular, I actually, just to make sure I like didn't come on here and... and talk out of my butt. 
because you know I hate being wrong. Yeah. I, I even looked up some reviews about it. And, um, you know, the, the guy who does Bulletproof Coffee, he is mm-hmm. super anti-soy. And there are a couple other, like, really prominent health people out there, and they're super anti-soy, which um, soy has phytoestrogens in it. It's just very common. Um, and there are some people who, who can't have soy because it, it causes them to have some sort of inflammatory response. Mm-hmm. And that is completely different right. than what I'm talking about in general. Just like some people can have milk and some people can't. Um, Same if thing a, with gluten and things yes, like that. There are soy-based infant formulas that people give to their children. We have not found in men that that matters for them because phytoestrogens are really only um, efficacious in the absence of estrogen, right? And then so you think to yourself, well, men don't have very much estrogen. Men aren't supposed to. <laughs> so, it's, so like when a woman goes through menopause, her body flips out and goes, bro, where's the estrogen? Like, hello, we've been producing this for how long and now you're just going to stop? Mm-hmm. So when you give women who are going through menopause phytoestrogens, their body goes, oh, yay, we have estrogen again. And so they can use it, and it can actually relieve some of their symptoms from menopause. Whereas men, when they have it, it doesn't really seem to do anything bad, at least from what I've read. And my advising professor, um, he studies soy all the time. We study soy in regards to osteoarthritis and osteoporosis. And, I mean, we look at soy. We're huge fans of soy here in my lab. And none of the men have had an issue, you know, none of them have had anything fall off. None of them have dropped dead from breast cancer. Like nothing has happened to them. They haven't gotten higher voices. Like they're not going to turn into a woman just Are because you're sure? having a phytoestrogen. You're, you're positive on I'm this. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure so about that one. I will not become a woman. Yes. I think you'll mm. be okay. Okay. Yeah. I won't get, I won't like lose some muscle. Like. No. Okay. And believe it or not, women can actually be quite muscular. <laughs> Believe it or not, believe it or it's not. definitely a topic for another time because I know you have a lot to say. About I definitely that. do. You have a lot to say oh, about yes. that. Um, <laughs> so actually, you talk about Dr. Arjamandi. Mm-hmm. So he is who? He's my advising professor. Um, he's a Margaret Sitton professor, so he has a professorship. And most people don't know what that means. You don't really need to. It just means he's a big deal. And he's actually an international speaker. Uh, he's been flown throughout the world to talk about his research. So he's kind of a cool guy research he researches a few different things but mainly he researches healthy aging often in the form of osteoporosis and particularly how dried plum or prunes Mm. can reverse osteoporosis would you say that he likes to look at functional foods yes okay so is there a difference between the term superfood which is thrown around all the time and a functional food Yes, I would say that a superfood is something that advertising companies <laughs> call a food that's probably not that magical to get everybody probably, okay. to buy it. Whereas a functional food is a food that can pretty much act as medicine. Has a direct function yes. within the body. Yes, exactly. A known mechanism of action. Yes. So let's talk prunes because okay. is that not one of those foods? Oh, well, if you want a known mechani- mechanism <laughs> of action, then we can't talk prunes because what we oh, do, that's yeah, because no, what anyways. we do know about them is that for whatever reason, they, they reverse osteoporosis. We've seen it in rats. Uh, we haven't really looked at it much in men because, um, <laughs> this is the one disease where men, men aren't overly really researched. Yeah. Uh, they don't get osteoporosis until they're a lot older. But the thing is, once a man does get osteoporosis, if he has a fracture, he's like twice as likely to die than a woman. So Ooh. they don't fracture until they do. And then they die. And then they die. Yeah. And, and, then and, and that's obviously not ideal for anybody with a male loved one. 
But in any case, uh, we've seen in female rats and in, and mice that uh, the spongy part of the bone, so you have two different parts of bone. You have cortical bone and then you have trabecular bone. The cortical bone is the bone that you look when you see a skeleton. Like when you look at a skeleton and you see that hard bone on the outside, it's not very porous. And if there is, then that poor little skeleton had something happen to it. <laughs> um, that's the cortical bone. But the spongy bone is when you open up the rest of the bone and you look inside of it and it's like spider webs on the inside. Okay. So as you age, the cortical bone does actually get thicker, but the trabecular bone starts to go away. So think of it as a, um, a hollow Easter bunny, right? So if you have a really thick, hollow Easter bunny, if you apply enough pressure, it will eventually crumble, right? Up. Because there's nothing on the inside to right. keep it from doing so. And what prunes do is it rebuilds that inside part of the bone. Gotcha. Yeah. It's like the caramel inside of the chocolate bunny. So cool. Exactly. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's it right there in words. <laughs> yes. And um, that's just pretty amazing. And and what we found, too, is that if you have prune juice, nothing happens. And if you have uh, prune a prune powder, nothing oh, happens. Okay. Prune, a- prune extract, mm-hmm. nothing happens. But if you eat a whole prune... Well, not one whole prune because that's like no grams of prune. But if you eat 50 grams. No grams grams of prune. If you have 50 grams of prune every day for a year, you have increases in bone mineral density and and fewer instances of fracture. And then what's more important is that in a five-year follow-up study of these women, they hadn't had any fractures and their bone mineral density remained high. So it rebuilds it and then it keeps it there even after you stop supplementing prunes. Wow. Yeah, which that was so amazing to find out. That that was life changing for me at least. Yeah. Because I'm like, eat prunes. Yeah, and that's to why Dr. Arjumandi just keeps feeding people prunes. Yes, yes. He he literally does stand out here. If you all ever want to try a prune, my advising professor finds people in the hallway that he's never met before and says, Oh hello, Hoshka, would you like a prune? <laughs> so and he gives the everybody prunes. Koshkel means beauty in Persian. So very sweet man. Yeah, very sweet man. Very sweet man. Yes. They um, call you Hoshtip. Oh, he's okay. handsome. Handsome. Yeah, I like yes. him. Yeah, right. I like. Well, it's not to yeah. like. No, you need yeah. more Doctor Arjumandi in, in life. the world. Yeah. yeah, in the world. Seriously. Yeah, telling you you're pretty, you're handsome. So, with all of the different superfoods that we've mm-hmm. been talking about, we we now have seen a functional food. Yes. The last thing, and a continuous theme that I want going throughout all of these podcasts, is that we don't know anything. No, we in really that don't. in that when you look. To people who have a diet um, that you want to mimic or a body that you want, that you can't just mimic that diet and do the exercises they do. And why is that? Is that epigenetics? Yeah, everybody's really individual. (laughs) Everybody's so individual. And that's something I want to drive home. So even with all of these foods that we just talked about, Mm -hmm. you know, the benefits of chia seeds and the benefits of, of, you know, various uh, fruits and vegetables and other Mm -hmm. foods that you can eat. We may know that they can do something and that they are beneficial and nutritious, but they might have a completely different impact from person to person. Exactly. And that's something that people need to keep in mind because Mm -hmm. when you forget about that, it's really easy to start trying to so hard mimic somebody that you might have seen on Instagram, you know, like Jen Selter. You know what I mean? The the most famous butt on Instagram. People just watch. So you're such a guy because I have and... no idea who that is. Oh, okay. Well, cause she's got <laughs> she's got millions and let the record show. Jen Selter has, has millions, so millions, <laughs> millions of followers. Okay, um, but yeah. So I mean, stuff like that. It's just it's the amount of frustration it brings you if you're gonna just try to do mm-hmm. what they do, and you're yeah. like, why don't I look like them? Epigenetics. And again, we don't yes. know any. <laughs> yes, I actually recently got my genetics tested. 
Um, I did. I did the twenty three and Me thing. I don't remember. I I can't remember Similar. who it was. It was yeah, something like yeah. that. And and they looked at a few different things for me. And um, I've noticed that because you know most people they'll be like, okay, if you want to lose fat, first of all you got to eat fat and you got to work out. Like you have to lift weights. And I'm like, okay, I do both of those things. Why am I so fat? You know, like I and of course <laughs> I'm not actually fat. Just for the record, like anybody who sees me is going to be like, okay, that's not true. But I didn't I didn't look the way I wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know, right. like you're you you and your girlfriend are sitting over there with little six packs, and I'm over here like I'm the one who studies this. Why why don't I look like that? <laughs> And um, I mean, partially it's because I lacked self-control at the time. And partially, um, I was doing the wrong thing for my body type. And what I found out when I tested my DNA was that uh, for me, for whatever reason, they found that people with my particular alleles, when they do heavy weight training, it often comes with a little bit of fat. So you get really strong, but you get kind of thick. Yeah, yeah so, all those ApoE4, ApoE3, uh-huh. and all the different alleles. So uh, I can't do super heavy weight training, or I get a little chubby. Yeah. And it's not because yeah. I eat more or anything. It no. just kind of happens. But And I noticed this too, but I didn't like it because I'm not very good at it in endurance training because I'm good at weightlifting, yeah. and I'm good at sprinting, yeah. but I'm not good at anything that has to do with endurance because, hello, body type. <laughs> and um, when you do endurance training, for me, it's, it's just highly effective. I get skinny. Right, right. I get really small. Right. And it's because that's what is, is good for my body and to do. So some people need to go lift, and they never have to do cardio again. Right. And then there's other – to be thin, okay, not for health. Let's be very clear right, here. right. right. Um, to get the body type that they want, all that they have to do is, is go lift. And for people like me, no, all I have to do is go sprint a little bit, you know, I have to go do some high intensity interval training for my endurance and then I'm good. Yeah. I think that's a perfect example of of what I'm talking about. And, you know, everybody is different and there's just so many things that we still need to learn. Yes. Um, so, so don't, don't get fixated on one method Mm -hmm. or one, you know, yeah, be, thing be to willing do. to to try the new things and to to move around what you're doing to see if something works better. You know, some people can't have as much fat in their diet or they don't lose weight. Some people mm-hmm. can eat cheese and lose weight. Anybody in my family trying to lose weight cannot have cheese. And I know that sounds really weird, <laughs> but it's like that's the one food that they cut out in their diet and they drop 10 pounds. And it's like, I don't know why that happens, Yeah, but it does. And some people, when they when they have certain foods, um, their cholesterol shoots up. Right. And they stop eating that one food, literally one just, food, yeah. and the cholesterol goes back down <laughs> yeah. the next time they go to the doctor. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's it's just highly individual. And so when we can finally get our healthcare system to a place where it's not really expensive to figure out uh, how to individually cater right. to everybody, right. then we'll have a lot healthier. Much more success. Yeah. We'll have a lot healthier people walking around. Yeah. But... Well, I feel like there is so many other things that we can talk to, and I'll yeah. definitely have to have you back on. Oh, yes, but please. This again, is fun. I want to say thank you for ranting with me today. I think we kept it pretty tame. I think Even so, Even though too. we were ranting, I think we did yeah, a this good was, job. Yeah, this is one of our better rants, Yeah, actually. we didn't really... There was no flying fists anywhere, things yeah. thrown, so yeah. we did well. Um, and we stayed on topic. We did. Important. We stayed on topic. Yeah. If people want to find you, where do they find you? On social media, anything? I have two different social media accounts. Okay. Okay. My first one is, and no one judge me, it's What the Foley. That's my <laughs> that's my Instagram account. It's my Twitter Love handle. Um, Foley is spelled F-O-L-E-Y, and it's pronounced Foley, not Folly. That drives me nuts. And now anybody who sees me is going to say, hey, Folly. Hey, Folly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then my other one is Food Science Foley. And that's that's the one that I I try to keep more food based, more science based, mm-hmm. more exercise based. So if you're curious, but I do I do on both because it's just you know you can't 
you can't take out who you are. Yes. So, no, you can. Just that's just part of me. I agree. And I'm a nerd. I agree so. completely. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's a wrap for today. I hope you learned some shit and had fun along the way. <laughs> Remember to rate and review the podcast if you liked it to help me out. Keep an eye out for the next episode, which will be out on Monday night. You've been listening to the Collegeology Podcast, where college meets science. Until next time. Uh,